There we go. Uh, so I want to walk through the, the, the morning and, and the afternoon very briefly. Uh, so as I say, the, the morning is spent uh, playing games and they do also, they have a couple of organized games that they, they like and the, the kids have their favorite games that they, they play. You can see like all the, all the lines and everything, all the taped lines and you're wondering what the taped lines are. They're um, divided up into four groups. They're not even age, uh, groups because they're by age, approximate. It's, it's um, oh, or I should say by grade, but they don't say you're in grade one because if you've been held back, they don't want the kids to feel like, I'm supposed to be in that group. So, so they just have color groups. Uh, so, so, you're in, so you're in either just, it's from first to fourth or just, just graduated kindergarten to just graduated third. And, and, and so the, the material that they're going to be going through and the sight words and everything that they do is going to be geared towards that, that group. Um, and, and, and so they're going to have their own little class every day. It's the same class, same teacher. And then, then there's going to be another, uh, uh, well, so, so these are uh, some of the goofy singing that they, the, they like to do. Tons of singing, um, by the way, tons of singing. And, uh, and, and there's also, they, they uh, do memory verses. They learn a memory verse. They do it with hand motions, so it's for a memory tool. Uh, they, they learn the Ten Commandments, or a very simplified version of the Ten Commandments. They learn the rules of the program. There's, there's rules of the, pro the program, like respect your teachers, uh, don't touch your name tag, and stuff like that. And they have all these hand motions, and they remember them. Uh, so... Uh, and it's just memory tools, memory tools, memory tools that they're that they're going through, and of course, silly singing, and more silly singing. So, so they go to these classes, and the, the classes uh, have different things. That, that they, so they begin depending on uh, the age group. That so the teacher might read a little bit. Then they practice reading. They time themselves, and, and uh, these are kids that remember. A lot of these are is a poor community. A lot of them don't have great reading skills. Now, they, they might not be completely illiterate, but, but they have difficulty. Also, it's the summertime, so, so they have kind of that, they've slipped into the summertime forgetfulness of grammar and everything else. Uh, so, so they time themselves. Then they go through visualization skills. They do all these different things, uh, making words and, and all, all the things that, that they practice again and practice again. And they watch, they time, they continually time themselves and they're watching their times get better. There wasn't a single kid who didn't time better at the end of this than at the beginning. Not a single one, 60 kids. So, um, so it, is, it is an effective thing. It's not just uh, babysitting for, for, for four days. Um, after that, they split up. So they have like a 45 minute hour class that they go through, and, and even that class is kind of divided. Then you split up with these are people working with their big buddy. You read, you practice your reading. The kid, the older kid, might read for a little bit, and you, they just follow along. Uh, then they practice sight words, uh, learning sight words, kind of for their their age group. Uh, this curriculum, by the way, is designed by educators. Uh, the, all of those teachers that you saw are are either currently or retired educators uh, in the churches down there. So, so this isn't just like, uh, hey, can you uh, read a book to the kids? It's, um, and they, they make alterations to the curriculum they go through. And, and by the way, they've offered all of this to us free of charge. Uh, so 
Um, so then, uh, after all this uh, is over, of course, there's more singing. Uh, we go to lunch, uh, and then we come back. It's really quick. I mean, they hustle them through, and then we come back. I didn't get pictures of, of everything. Uh, I wish we had. Uh, but then we do a skit. Uh, have like a, some skit around a theme, whatever the, the theme is. Uh, and what they, the way they did it was there were four youth groups uh, total. We were, we were one of the four, we were the smallest, but uh, they had two locals and then one traveled from Missouri. Uh, and each day a different group does a skit. They also do uh, like a craft that they've designed to go with their skit. And they do the similar rotations of everything. Uh, so these were two of the rotations. They have kind of a, a snack that goes with the theme. Uh, and kind of you make something, some kind of, uh, so, uh, that, that day they, they had gotten yogurt. And the guy that bought the yogurt didn't know. He, he bought Greek yogurt. It was unflavored. They're like, what is this? I think your yogurt went bad. So it was, it was pretty colorful, but no one wanted to eat it. Uh, so <laughs> it was funny. Um, but uh, um, so they had a game out in the main the main. Part. They, they have a section where they did a, a craft in one of the rooms and then, and then they, they went through some of the, uh, the memory verses. They would go through, they had one, one rotation was going through the, the memory work and, and learning the memory work. Uh, so, um, I have a little treat for some of you. Uh, who have been here longer uh, may know, uh, but what we're going, oh, the one, one more thing before we get to that. Uh, the end of the day, the last organized thing before a complete pandemonium breaks out is what's called ticket time. Now, if you ever want to hear 120 people screaming ticket time repeatedly, right? Uh, ticket time is, uh, so the big buddies have tickets. They have massive amount of tickets, right? They, they have a local, rest, like, a, like a Chuck E. Cheese that just donates them. And, uh, and they're, they're matched color-wise to, to each team. And, uh, and so each buddy has just massive amounts of tickets. And they, anytime there's an achievement, an actual achievement, it could be you've got a hyperactive kid and he manages to sit still for, you know, 10 minutes, they give them a ticket. Everything they can do, they're, they're encouraging with tickets. And they get these just cheap, 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 cheap toys. Bins and bins of cheap toys. And they, they draw names out. So you, you put your name on the back of it, and, and you get these tickets all day long. And you're hoping for getting your name drawn out. And then each day goes along, more and more names get drawn out. And they don't care that these are cheap as junk toys. They're so excited for ticket time. Right? They get stuff. They, oh yeah, take this, take this, take this. And, and they're all going home with all these toys because they've been achieved. So, so it's, it's like the highlight of their day. Just see, it, it's sad to see. It's like, oh, I put in, you get these girls that, that, uh, that didn't get their names drawn. And it was, there was one girl in particular, she just thought that her name was supposed to be drawn every day. So, so Keith, and the guy who runs the program, he'd go up and just grab like a bunch of toys and give them to us. <laughs> uh, and he's like, we get these things for pennies, really. So we're trying to get rid of them. Uh, and then on the last, the last day, they do a, what they call field trip. Uh, and uh, one of the elders or deacons in one of the churches in the town is a forester type ranger, whatever. Anyway, so he brought 
a turtle, a snapping turtle. <laughs> Live, 100-year-old, whatever, snapping turtle. And, and, he, and uh, he did a presentation uh, and, and made sure everyone was well at a distance <laughs> from this thing. So, uh, and so, so but, it, but again, all education, education uh, throughout the whole thing. Uh, so uh, I'm going to turn my volume off because we have to max out the volume here in a second. Uh, and, and we're going to just watch a video. I did an interview with one of the, the educators um, uh, from, from the week. So um, I'm going to... Let's do this one more time. All right, I'm here with uh, Debbie McMillan. She's a, a teacher um, and uh, an experienced teacher. How many years? 32 years. 32 years as an educator. Uh, she's been working here with the Kickstart. Um, it's a kind of a VBS program. And how many years have you been doing Kickstart for? Um, I talked to Angela yesterday. I guess we've done five or six years. I've done every year. Oh, okay. All right, so since Kickstart's been here uh, in Jensonia, Arkansas. She's been been helping out, and you work with what? Grade? First grade. With first grade, so first grade just just graduated kindergarten. Right. right. Okay. So uh, we're just going to kind of get a, a feel for uh, some of the some of the ins and outs and, uh, of the program. Um, it's a hefty program. Yes. For uh, and daunting, I think, for probably when the idea was first thought of and. There are a lot of layers yeah. to this program. Um, they they went to Houston does this for I think six weeks in the summertime and um, they do it five days <laughs> um, and they do it with hundreds of children. Mm -hmm. And so our youth group, Keith and Angela took well not our whole youth group but took several of the older kids uh, down there, kind of like what y'all are doing here. They did that in Houston okay. to learn how to do that and try and replicate it here uh, a little bit. Smaller, smaller scale. <laughs> smaller scale. I'm sure Houston's probably like a really huge church. It's so, huge. Yeah. So well, it's a it's a community thing. There's several churches that are all involved in that. You would have to. It's huge. Yeah. Um, and even this one has like four youth groups mm -hmm. involved and some some locals. So yeah. Um, so with that in mind, if if a church was uh, thinking about getting into this and 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 looking at you know the structure is is uh your your kids are here at eight thirty and they're getting done by the time they debrief for the day it's about what four o'clock you little know a little bit before somewhere around three thirty three forty five all right um, today will be longer because then they have to you know put everything away right so that you know for people who are used to a two hour VBS and you're like oh, uh, that's that's you know really a big ask and um, so so what is it if you thought of some of the things that you say well this is why I would encourage churches to look into this program that you're you're you know with such a big uh, with such a big requirement what would be the, some of the things that you would say as an educator are this is this is why well, when I tell people about Kickstart, I say it's like reading camp meets BBS and they crash in the middle. Mm -hmm. And so you're really getting the best of both worlds. The reading part of it um, is, is basically, a in my opinion, twofold. One is a remedial. You have kids that are struggling. You're giving them a little extra boost. 
um, in the, you know, with this reading camp. Um, and two, <coughs> you've got kids always have a regression in the summer. And so coming to reading camp kind of helps diminish that regression just a little bit in the summertime. So what you're really doing is you're wanting to reinforce what they've learned so that when they head on into that next grade, they're not starting behind. Um, one of the things that I really love about it is that every little buddy has a big buddy. So as a teacher, um, that's wonderful because I can present a lesson and give assignments or give them activities to do and each child has their own um, guide. So if they get stuck, you know, they can guide. Now there are, there are drawbacks to that too because sometimes the big buddies want to do it for them. <laughs> but um, for the most part, that you know, then I can just, I can move around and I can help where I'm needed. Where in my regular classroom, I have 20 children. I have to make it to all those kids that are struggling or, you know. Um, so I love the big buddy, little buddy thing. Um, the, but you know, you're touching the lives of all these children and you're touching the lives of these families through their kids. And so you're showing them Jesus every day. Yeah. And, um, you know, now you're always going to have some that say, Oh good. Four days of babysitting. Okay. That's fine. We'll take it. Yeah. You know, because we can touch them with Jesus mm -hmm. and they, you know, they learn memory verses and, and Bible songs and, um, all kinds of things um, about Jesus. And we've had a lot of families come back sure. and attend services and stuff. So but ultimately, we want to show them Jesus. Right. And we want to help them, you know, fill those gaps. and. Right. So you talk about touching. Uh, can you give just one out of the six? I'm sure you have like hundreds. Uh, <laughs> teachers do seem to, to, to have memories. I, I met my second grade teacher one year in a bank, and she's like, Andrew Green. And I was like, you know me like, <laughs> all those thousands of kids yeah but um uh one success story or one really exciting story that sticks in your mind of, of someone that was touched oh golly we have had several I had a little boy come um and he was in in regular school he was in special education classes and so he had some some learning disabilities and you know just some problems learning which also kind of manifested itself into some behavior, which is very common. You know, if they're struggling, then it, it kind of, a lot of times it walked out in behavior. Um, and he had the most wonderful big buddy ever. She was patient and she was kind and she knew how to um, guide him through activities and adjust things and she knew when he needed a break. And um, he kind of came in not thrilled to be there, you know, I don't want to go to reading class. And by the end of the week, he was hugging me, he was hugging her, he wanted to come back. And a couple of weeks later, I saw them at church. Mm. And I just cried, it was just wonderful because I knew, I think he was one of those kids that mom was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, some babysitting services for that week. And we're like, you know, like I said, we'll take it, you know, we'll show him Jesus this week. And um, to me, that's the, to me, that's my first priority is to show them Jesus. And if I can help them with some reading skills, then I'll do that too. Yeah. But this little boy went from not wanting to be there at all to not wanting to leave. Right. And then his family was at church. And mom said, all, that's all he's talked about mm. since he got home was kickstart. And he wanted to go to church and wanted to go to church. And she said he would sing the songs and he would do the memory verses and he would talk about what they did. And he carried his little folder around 
all the time. And so um, I just, I mean, they moved after that, you know, went somewhere else, but it was just, that was, that was just a testimony to me that this is important. This is important stuff. All right. Well, thank you for your time. You're welcome. And, uh, and we're going to show this to our church and I'm, I'm pretty sure that some of them know you. Maybe. So, so maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe this will help us get, get some people on board. So, and, uh, and I, this is our last day. So, I'm sure you can unwind and relax a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think I'll go home, put my feet up, and not a lot, not a chance. Everything that I didn't do this week, I'll have to be doing this afternoon. Lights. Oh, <laughs> you gotta be specific. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So some of you recognize, I think, uh, Debbie um, uh, McMillian. Her and her husband uh, used to live about two blocks that way. <laughs> so uh, he used to work at GE uh, when they were up here. Their kids graduated from local high school. So uh, so I want to, um, as I say, go through a little bit um uh, and make some spiritual application. We've been talking about spirituality. One of the things we've mentioned is that the spiritual, uh, the, the, the spirit does one of his his job. Spirituality is is that which works life. Um, and, and so, John, uh, Jesus said this in, in John ten seven through ten. He said, Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and he'll find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I came that they may have life and that they may have it uh, more abundantly. I want to talk a little bit about the impact of illiteracy uh, on kids, and, and maybe this is uh, obvious. Um, it's certainly more obvious in certain areas right in our in our in our communities maybe it's less where 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 you are but not being able to read limits your options right right from the beginning uh, without basic literacy there is very little chance for higher education that's that sounds obvious so so many colleges now in fact are are doing basic literacy programs just to get Kids from from worse neighborhoods and worse backgrounds to, to even be able to do basic math or basic whatever they, they have a difficult time reading. So uh, so so that really is the key to, to so many things in life uh, and for a quality of life. Well, <clears throat> that means you get funneled if you don't get that extra help somewhere along the way. You get funneled into a system of really bad options. Um, these are your options. You can uh, live on or attempt to live on entry-level wages for the rest of your life. Right? That, that's the best option. That's the best option. Try that. <laughs> um, you can survive, but that's it. You, you can eke out an existence. Um, and that is the best of options. The next thing that happens, if you, you can try to live on government 
subsidies and, 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 and various help. Those are meant to be kind of like a like emergency things. Those are not meant to be a way of life, but for many people it is, and a lot of it has to do with, with what they can do. Um, so government dependency, that, that's the second level, and that's worse than, than you know, entry-level jobs. So the third, though, is exactly what Christ is talking about. The third thing that happens so often is that people resort to crime and drugs. I'm going to sell drugs. That takes no skill. I, I'm in a neighborhood where it's prevalent. I'm going to get involved in crime. I'm going to steal something to survive. And, and that is the option for many people. These are the options for people who don't read. And we don't think of that so often. You say, well, we're not in that neighborhood. According to statistics, Waukesha graduates 40% of its people that do not read proficiently. Waukesha. Now, they might read. They don't read great. That's 40%. It's getting worse. And it all goes to several things. It goes to families that are broken, almost always. It goes to a number of things. They don't have time. It goes to a deteriorating education system. And there are a lot of things that are involved here, but the one thing that is true is that these options are creating a lower quality of life. And Jesus says, I came for a better quality of life. And so it's not just the stuff that comfort of good jobs provides, but this affects families down the line. This affects, like we, we talked about, this affects real moral and, and, and virtue aspects of life. And, and so it ends up cycling. Now, now you take a person in those conditions that we described from best to worst, in, in those things, that, and we look at what their family is going to be like. And just see the cycle. It's going to be multi-generational until sometimes you get a person that gets sick and tired of it and they're going to break out and they're going to, they're going to rebel and be successful. You know, but Those stories are few and far between. And that's the, that's the impact of, of, of illiteracy. So we want to have a realistic goal, obviously. Uh, a program like this is not going to make great readers in four days. It's not going to do that. They're not going to come in and, wow, they're reading you know, three grades above their level now. That's not a realistic goal. Uh, I, I thought Debbie probably summarized it fairly well. Is that you're hoping to do a couple of small things, but mostly you're hoping to, um, to show them Christ. Um, the, the, the guy who runs it, his name is Keith. He's the youth group leader there at the church. He said, um, they're, they're, they're going to leave. They're, they're probably going to still have problems in school reading. They, they might remember some of the tools we taught them. Maybe it'll excite them and they'll come back and do a little bit better. 
maybe it'll develop a connection and we can work with them throughout the year. But he said, what I want from this program is that they're going to drive down the road. That kid is not going to be a kid some point in the future. And he's going to be driving down the highway and he's going to see Highway Church of Christ and he's going to say, someone in that building loves me. That's what I want from this program. That's why we pour what we pour into it. And, and they might just come in. I, I've seen this happen um, in Ukraine. We, we did a, a VBS with, and we built a playground with kids. We talked about doing that here, but uh, one, of the, one of the kids from those little things, uh, when all this stuff happened, started happening over there, she and her brother came back to the church. Um, in fact, I think her brother was living at the church for a little while. Years later, that that, that 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 was you know that's exactly ten years ago that we built that. I remember someone there spent time with us, and that's that's what we want to do. I want to share a story of Arthur, just so you can get kind of the picture of what we're talking about. And this may maybe this exists here. I don't know. Arthur was one of the uh, was one of the, he's a young little little kid. He was a kindergartner, first grader. He did not come the first day. Now, everything is pre-registration because they have to know where you live. They have to, and he was one of the ones that got picked up from the trailer park. Uh, they have to know your anything medical, any, anything like that. It is a very organized operation. <clears throat> so they also have to know how many kids are coming so they know how, how many big buddies they have to have. So Arthur didn't come the first day. They knew he wasn't going to make it. He had something going on. Uh, they sent the express shuttle to his, uh, to his house the second day, and he wasn't, he wasn't there. He wasn't. They're like, we don't, we don't know. We went up to the house. So there was I don't think that was the second day yeah. that was that the second day or the third day I think that's the third day because <laughs> uh, uh, the second day Keith had to go pick him up he was late and Keith had to go pick him up personally halfway through the day third day and they tried calling uh, and they ended up getting a hold of the mom that night like 9.30 at night. So already we're thinking, something's going on in the household. Third day, he showed up. They, they, they went there to pick him up. They got a hold of him, and he was, the door was open to the house. They went in, and he was ready, so they picked him up and brought him, and, and they never saw the mom. Uh, he's like, well, he's ready to go. Uh, he had gotten up and fed himself and dressed himself. They, he was like partway through the day when they realized that he was wearing two left shoes. So he'd gotten himself ready. Was, this is the household that some of these kids are in. And this is why they have difficulty uh, reading. Um, and uh, So you understand 
you just know a couple of details and you kind of get can picture what's happening and you can picture where this kid is going unless he gets an intervention um, I was talking with you know, just like the story that she told uh, one of the one of the uh, ladies there was talking about how um, uh, a mother of one of the students had called up. Um, I think it was I think it was Keith's wife was talking about how how one of the the mothers had called up, and there's there's churches on every corner, um, and and said uh, just wanted you to know that. Uh, this kid from years ago, one of the first years they did this, is now getting baptized. Just out of the blue. Like, they called him up, just wanted to let him know, remembered what they had been a part of. So the spiritual aspect of this is, is vital. It, it works life. It also works a plan. As you can well imagine, it is a highly complex program. As she said, many layers. That was the diplomatic way to say that. Uh, I want to read another passage. It says, For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down, count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid down a foundation is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. <clears throat> so I want to look at a little bit of the requirements. Uh, obviously, we know the resources that something like that takes. It's, a, it's got a budget. Uh, you know, they buy, like I say, they get stuff donated to, to them. They get cheap stuff from, from places that recognize what they're doing. They have you know, access to a lot of Christian businesses being in Arkansas. That, that, you know, they have a guy that comes and does that presentation for free because he's, a, he's an elder in one of the churches. So, so they do get a lot of stuff for free. That, that is an advantage. Uh, however, they also have a rather large, you know, group that they're doing, and uh, so whatever they do pay for it does end up costing quite a bit. Um, so it is going to take uh, resources. That includes time. Time is a big one, uh, and as I say, they they try to cut down the time based on you know having the kids help. And that cuts down a lot. On, on what what is required from the, the senior staff. We're hoping to to get the system and learn it. Well, we just got a, got you know the shotgun approach <laughs> this year and I was like, man, we did not get in four days what I was hoping to come back with. It was overwhelming. Just like I said, the layers and you're just trying to tag along and sit in on a class here and there and you're like wow this is a lot it is an investment now you're looking at a program that has been done for six years so it's built up to this it's it didn't start like this she said and it, and the church there is a church of like uh well it started when when this program started it was a church of around 800 people or something like that. She said, we only had 20 kids come our first year. We were, we were kind of disappointed. Like, well, we thought, you know, after going to Houston, we thought we were going to have hundreds of kids, you know, and, and it didn't quite turn out like that. Uh, 
and it's built up over the last five years to you know and a lot of repeats and you know new kids as the old ones come out so so uh, so it started out fairly small and manageable it will require just like them involving other youth groups from from the area or nearby it will involve that we don't have the personnel to, to handle that that's the other the other resource is personnel but it is going to require us us really knowing the system it's probably going to involve more than me knowing the system or or Katie knowing the system we're, we're going to have to know the system uh, and hopefully we can we can um, dedicate maybe more personnel going or being involved in, in the learning process next year um, <clears throat> talk about being all in this is really the resource that we need it's the the dedication resource I was um, Katie and I got invited to go to Ukraine and we, uh, <laughs> we said well yeah we're, it sounds interesting so we'll go see what it's they said just come over and see what it's like see if you like the people see if it's for you okay we'll do that Took a vacation, two weeks, went over, and really enjoyed it. Came back. I was like, I, I, I was talking with the, the brother of the guy that invited us over. He was the preacher in our congregation. <clears throat> and I said, I said, the only thing I, I don't know, I said, I would love to go. I, I just don't know about the financial ability. And he's like, oh, that's all? He's like, if the financial obs obstacle is your only obstacle, then pack your bags. You're going. <laughs> if that's the only problem, God's going to go, and he did. If money's the biggest problem we have with that, then it's, it's a, it's, it's a no-brainer. We can, we can accomplish this. It has to do with, with whether we're all in, whether, whether we want to do that, whether this is a thing that, uh, however, uh, being all in means you can't try it for a year. You can't start that in a community and then go, hey, we're out next year. It has to be, we're doing this. Um, we got disappointed. We only had six kids this year. Ah, I don't want to do it. You can't do that. A community, for us to, to work a ministry, we have to be willing to grow it when it's painful and when it's disappointing so that a community can depend that that, that ministry is going to be there. Our kids loved that last year. That church is not doing it this year. That will impact a community more than you know. Uh, so, so these are things to think about as, as we, we consider the ministries that we want to be a part of and uh, if this is a, a thing that is, is worth it for us. Um, as I say, there are tons of, of positives if we, if we want to get involved with that, but... Uh, I, I do believe that it is a very spiritual thing. It, it's not just, it's just not learning how to read. There's so much more to it uh, than that. And I'm going to turn it over at this point. Go ahead and stand.